Hello there. Welcome to Dr. Doom Dungeons and Dragon Balls, episode one. Today, I am joined by the amazing, the stupendous, the Super Nintendo. What's up? That's uh, quite a generous introduction. <laughs> I try. I try. So, today, I think we're going to be talking about uh, some fighting games. Fight about yeah. it? You know, we're going we're gonna to be talking about our experience with fighting games, you know, what all we've done and all that. There's, uh, there's some things that have happened very recently that uh, we'll get into later in the show. Um, that kind of brought this idea on, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But uh, to start us out... Um, Nintendo, what is your history with fighting games? Um, I'd say my first experience in start um, starts with Mortal Kombat on uh, Super Nintendo, um, and uh, I know, like, I feel like it's a lot when it comes down to it. A lot of people either started with Street Fighter or they started with Mortal Kombat. So, and they were both arcade video games, and um, yeah, that's yeah. where I got. Art. Um, Absolutely. And uh, I, yeah, that's where I've, o- I've always sided with uh, fighting games. And from there, I mean, played Super Smash Brothers um, and some like off the wall like fighting games. Like, I remember uh, on the original PlayStation, um, there was like a dra- weird like Dragon Ball Z fighting game that was like imported. Um, and, you know, I also got into the little bit of the, I think it was, like, Dragon Ball Z, like, Budokai and stuff on the PlayStation 2 and all that stuff. And then, um, I think on the original PlayStation, uh, there was a game called The Evil Zone, which was another, like, weird, like, anime, manga-esque, like, type video game that was just, like, off the wall. Um, so that, then, that Dragon Ball Z game you're talking about for the original PlayStation, it's Final Bout. Is it Final Bout? Uh, it's got to be, because that's the only one I can think of. It's It's got to be Final Bout. That game was crazy. No, okay. It was called Dragon Ball Z Ultimate Battle 22. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that one. And, yeah. like, nothing, nothing in that game was ever... I don't think it was ever, like, translated, so it was still, like, with Japanese audio... But just like the character names and some of the and the menu options were all changed to English. But like, yes, I think I, I'm assuming it was called Dragon Ball 22 because the it had a roster of 22 characters, and I remember like I think like Gotenks in there. Um, and I think you could transform, and then it would have that those occasional like screw ups where you would um transform into Gotenks. And he would be like the old man or the the fat one occasionally or something like that. Hmm. Oh. That's, that's crazy. That is probably sitting in a storage container somewhere. Like that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Like probably the millions of copies they never sold. <laughs> yeah. So you would, you uh, what about later it. in life? Did you ever get any get into any fighting games? Um, you know, more recently, like, I know you talk, touched on the PS2 era a little bit. Did you ever get any further into it, like, PS3? Um, um, I mean, Injustice, obviously, played a little bit with that. Um, and I kind of, like, fell off the bandwagon for Injustice, because, like, I know they released Injustice 2, and um, I only played maybe, like, one or two rounds of that, which is a shame, because, picked, like... I never even picked that game up. yeah. Like I know they they brought in a huge roster from outside the DC universe with some other comic book characters and um, you know they brought in Hellboy and I was excited for that but I just heard of the, heard the news and it fell Turtle, off. My turtles radar. got in, didn't they? Turtles got it's, in. Yes, all the turtles. And like I think they were considered like one character that you could like switch between during the yeah, matches. Yeah, which is which is a brilliant idea. I think that's I think that's a great idea uh for like saving character slots but still having as many characters as possible. Yeah. So um but yeah, that's um I'd say that's about the extent of my like fighting game history. So well, mostly the arcades and um 
Yeah. Side scrolling, fighting, and stuff like that. Beat em ups. Beat Love me. Like, yeah. I don't even try to remember, like, what the first game I played where, like, it introduced, like, sidestepping, like, and, like, it wasn't just, like, flat 2D. Like, you could step to the side and, like, the camera would ro- start rotating. I can't remember I what, what mine was. I feel like it was a Mortal Kombat game, but I don't know. Well, that would make sense. I think, um,. Deadly Alliance might have been the first one that in Mortal Kombat that introduced that. Maybe. That sounds right to me, because I know me and you and another buddy of ours used to always play Deadly Alliance. Uh, is that the one that had... Um, uh, I feel like he was a, a newer Mortal Kombat character at the time. Um but he was he wore like a blindfold. I can't remember his name. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I can never pronounce his name. It starts with a K. Uh, it's like Katashi or something like that. But yeah. Kenshi. Kenshi. That's what. That's, that's what it was. That's what it was. That's right. Because that's I right. Always, it's Kenshi. I loved using him because I, you know, was just going crazy over the blind swords and thing, and I was just like, "Yes, this is my guy!" And uh, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that was deadly because that was also the first one where reptile actually looked like a reptile, and the, that was the first time they introduced the crypt. And remember, we'd always try to guess what the cheat codes were. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All the time. Like, we'd be screwed with it, trying to figure them out. <laughs> you know, and for the life of me, I can, to this day, still not perform a fatality in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like, I had, like... I thought, such a... I'm pretty sure in... Was it Ultimate 3 or was it Ultimate Trilogy? Which one did you own for the Super Nintendo? Um... As Ultimate 3. I thought so. Uh, so, Ultimate 3. I'm pretty sure you had Smokes, um, where he drops the bombs out of his chest. I'm pretty sure you had that fatality down, because I rem- distinctly remember you doing that one. Maybe. But that's, that's probably the only off. fatality you ever knew in all of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> No, like my my ultimate favorite character to ever use Mortal Kombat was Sub Zero, just because I mean maybe it was because he had the easiest um, move list and stuff like that. But like, I mean I don't know. I just always loved using him in in, the, in those games. I guess at least until Deadly, Deadly Alliance came around, then it was Kenshi. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. All right, so. I guess I should uh, share a little bit of my history with fighting games. Um, so I definitely started with uh, the first Mortal Kombat. Um, you know, I got, I got a Super Nintendo, thanks to uh, certain people that I guess I'd call my best friend. <laughs> Owning a Super Nintendo and getting Donkey Kong, and I fell in love. Um, and so... So then, uh, then I, I somehow stumbled across the first Mortal Kombat. I'm not sure how I came to owning it, but I know I own the first Mortal Kombat game and I played that a lot, a lot. Um, and then you, next thing I knew you ended up owning, um, ultimate Mortal Kombat three and we played that game like all the time. And those were really my first two fighting games. Um, and then a few years later, I, you know, I would always rent video games uh, from the video store and all that. So yeah. I was going through and I found Tekken 2. Just I don't know if it was the cover that drew me to it or what, but I think it was the back of the case, actually, for some reason, drew me to this game. 
because I would always go through, look at all the games you could rent, look at the back of the cases. Um, and something about it, it, it had a lot of the aesthetic of, um, like Mortal Kombat 4. I mean, it came out before Mortal Kombat 4, but like it kind of like so and I was super attracted to Mortal Kombat 4. I thought that was great. That was really where Mortal Kombat hit for me um, the hardest. And so like seeing and I think it might be because of this Tekken influence I had because I rented Tekken 2. And I fell in love specifically with the character King King, uh, excuse me. With the character King, I loved King. King was absolutely my favorite character. Um, and then Tekken 3 came along. And I found that in the video store. Rented that. And I'm pretty sure I never returned that game. <laughs> uh, because I played the hell out of it. Um, and this was, this was in a time where I... I really didn't play a lot of fighting games. Like, I think we had pretty much moved on from Mortal Kombat 3 at this time. This was before Mortal Kombat 4 came out. Um, and I, you know, I had dabbled throughout in a little bit. I think I had um, seen Street Fighter 2 in arcades and stuff never really got into it never really picked it up street fighter just never really spoke to me as a series um and i mean mortal kombat was definitely to this day still is like my main fighting game series uh that i'm most interested in but uh i don't know i mean tekken 2 and tekken 3 really grabbed me but then i fell off um mostly because i didn't like the graphics of Tekken 4 like it was kind of plasticky looking like even in like previews and stuff I never owned the game I don't even know if I like officially played it myself but I've seen other people play it and all that and it just um something about the character models it was too colorful like King being my favorite character he was a very like grizzled looking character well he's wearing like this weird teal bright colored spandex uh speedo and boots and like the speedo matches the boot. It, it it's just like ridiculous and i'm like this is not the game i love now king is kind of a ridiculous character in the first place but for some reason just like that super turned me off i mean i'm like a 10 year old and i was just like nah no thanks i'm good <laughs> too colorful yeah yeah that's seriously how i felt i mean i guess coming from a place of growing up with mortal Kombat, um i wanted that kind of gritty um now of course my next experience with fighting games is in the exact opposite direction because you know this was uh 96 97 98 well then of course in 99 came came the big dog the game that i think probably changed a lot of our lives smash bros oh uh, yes Super. but i think i think the appeal of smash bros was more um you know you have this company this no huge notorious the king of games especially in the late 90s the king of video games. Um, now, PlayStation was right on their heels, but, like, the PS2 was just barely a thing at the time. And that's really where PlayStation kicked off. And if you go back to the first PlayStation, they struggled with them graphics and all that. But, um, I mean, the first Smash game isn't all that pretty either. But it's not even about what it looks like. It's about the concept of they took this whole company and they decided to smash it all into something unique. Nintendo never really did fighting games. All their fighting games were third party. I mean, sure, they had Street Fighter. Sure, they had Mortal Kombat. But those were not in-house games. Those were not Nintendo Studio produced games. 
So yeah. you had you had Capcom, you had um, I think it was Midway or yeah Midway had Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, it was Midway in the early days, back when it was on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, um, the arcade um, Capcom did Street Fighter. Yeah, Capcom did Street Fighter, and really, those were the only two fighting games that were really on the Nintendo. Unless you, I mean, I guess Nintendo did have one first party, Punch Out. If you really count that as a fighting game, that's more of a boxing game. That's kind of like a oh, sports yeah. game. Well, yeah, well, I, I would classify as Punch Out to fall under sports sports games. Yeah, but then, but then you run into the thing. What does Arms classify as? You know, a lot of people call Arms a fighting game, but Arms is basically just an evolution of Punch Out. So that's Girl. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So then, um, then a huge phenomenon happened, right? I, you, you could then around this time, around the time the PS2 released, I, I owned a PS2, but you could then rent video game systems. So naturally, I rented a sega dreamcast and that's where uh, ironically enough i owned a ps2 but no sega dreamcast is where i discovered soul caliber oh yeah yeah so (laughs) and i i yeah i had to have played the first one i had to have played them both and i'm pretty sure i played them both on dreamcast but then my cousins also owned it for ps2 so I also, I, I had played both versions. Yeah, because the only version I hadn't played of Soul Calibur 2 was the GameCube version that had Link. And I was so disappointed because I wanted to play the version that had Link. <laughs> that, that was the one, too, where um, they, like, each console had their own fighter, like yes. X. Own, own exclusive on. character, yes. So PlayStation had Heiachi from Tekken. Um, and Nintendo obviously had Link. And then yeah. Dreamcast, oddly enough, had Spawn. Was it Dreamcast that was an Xbox? Who's a comic book character? No, because this was... I think this was like as the Xbox was releasing, so I don't even think it was a thing yet. Cause cause Soul Calibur 2 was on Dreamcast. It had to have been Dreamcast. Sorry. Right, no, I'm looking it I'm looking it up now and uh yeah. Um, Is it Xbox? Xbox had spawn. Xbox had spawn, okay. Well it was also on the Dreamcast, so what did Dreamcast have? Um, Soul Calibur, that was, Soul Calibur 2 was what had the exclusive characters, and it was yeah. not, Soul Calibur 2 was not on Dreamcast. Wasn't it? Okay, so it, it must have, I must have only played Soul Calibur 1 on the Dreamcast then. But yeah. either, okay, that would make sense, because that would be why I was excited about Soul Calibur 2. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Okay, that tracks, that tracks. Because, yeah, I was excited about it, but I don't think I ever bought it because my cousins bought it before I could, and I just played it at their house. And I, you know, I'm an only child. I I <laughs> didn't grow up with anyone to play games with other than you and uh, a couple of our other friends who played games, a few of which we didn't even meet till high school, so it would have been way after this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I really didn't have a whole lot of people, uh, actually in my household to play games with. Um, so I, I didn't, I was, you know, I just wasn't as attracted to like two player games. Um, and then I, I did dabble in some other, some other games. Um, 
I had in in the time that I was renting the Dreamcast, I had also come across uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. Um, I played both the first one and the second one. I'm not sure I played the second one on the Dreamcast. I might have played it on a different system. Um, I know I didn't own it, uh, so I definitely rented it wherever I played it. Um, but I did play both the first two Marvel vs. Capcom games just a little bit. Um, I maybe spent two hours total with those games. Um, and then one the real deep cut here um, is Capcom vs. SNK. I actually played the first Capcom vs. SNK. Um, so that was, uh, that was interesting. Cause I didn't even know what SNK was when I played that game. You and me both. I can't say that I ever played any, any SNK either. I want to say I played Fatal Fury in an arcade because I know I've seen Fatal Fury machines and I know if I would have seen them. They would have had Terry slapped all over him, and I would have been like, oh, I kind of want to play that to see what this character is all about. Because I was all into that style of character, and I probably assumed it was a beat-em-up, and then I'm like, oh, no, it's a fighting game. <laughs> so, and I probably would have, I probably would have liked it, but, um, like, I, it just, it must not have had a whole lot of staying power. I probably, honestly, just had it confused with Street Fighter half the time, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because it was one of those games. Um, And then another one that you and me and another one of our buddies uh, played on the GameCube actually quite a bit. I remember quite a few nights doing this. And I know we talked a little um, before we before we started recording here um about it but uh marvel nemesis rise of the imperfects and i can't believe you don't remember that game yeah no i'm pulling up some stuff now to see if i can like as um... soon as you see the cover like just look up the cover of that game and and you will remember immediately you know what? I'm having some uh, seeing the stuff, and yep, there it is. That I'm, it's coming back to me now. Yeah, the, the, the art style and everything in that game. Oh, yeah. how can I forget about this game? I know that game was great. Like we played the hell out of that game. I remember we were in your basement playing it on our friend's GameCube because he had come over because he only lived a couple houses over from you. Yeah. yeah, come over, and we we played the hell out of that game. Looking at the roster and everything. Man. Yeah, that's the one where like they're like alien clones or something like that. They're altered by or something. I don't remember exactly what the story was, but I remember we were like totally enamored by it. Um, yeah, so it was all like Marvel characters against like EA created slash own characters. Yeah, yeah, it was not. That's right. That game was made by EA. Paragon. Yeah, yeah, that game was nuts. Um, what was the one? She like turned to dust or something. Yeah. It was probably one of those like imperfect characters a wink or something. Yeah, that was it. That's the one I'm thinking of. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. So. Yeah, because all the the uh, non Marvel characters, but there was Brigade, Hazmat, Niles Von L, Solera, Old Zone, Johnny Ohm, Paragon, and Wink. I want to say yeah. I remember playing as Johnny Ohm a lot. Yeah, I remember playing as Wink. Um, I think, I think our our friends, uh, our friends' character that they were really into, 
uh, was Wolverine, which we were like, why Wolverine? Yeah. They're like, I don't know. He just like playing as well. And like, if you if you knew this guy, you'd be all like, he does not. He's not really a Wolverine fan. Why is he playing as Wolverine? Snick, snick, bub. Snick, snick. <laughs> Uh, and I think that was uh, that was like his thing. <laughs> so, Man. so I've been I've been burying I've been burying the lead a little bit, but uh, so why we're why we're really here is because um, we just got a new character for Smash Ultimate announced, and uh, it's Kazuya from Tekken. And that's why we're talking about fighting games today. Yep. And I missed the broadcast because I still don't have a concept of time right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's understandable. That's understandable. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, you just moved from one coast to the other. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so you are all out of whack. Like, everything that would normally be my wheelhouse of, like, oh, this is perfect. It would, like, air at, like, 12 p.m. my time. That, that's This would be great. And then, yeah, I know this, I think, would air maybe, what, maybe, like, 7 or 8 a.m. Like, Pacific 7 time 7 a.m. your time. It would yeah, have no, been was, 7 a.m. your time. I'm, I'm off for my normal job. I was, I was sleeping in. That's for sure. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Plus, you know... New job, new environment, new whole thing. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. No, so, I'm still, uh, still exciting. New, new, new fighters always coming into Smash. So, well, I know you don't have a huge history with Tekken, um, but I also know me and you have had some conversations about. Who we think may or may not get into Smash, because uh, we are huge Smash fans, of course. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I don't know. What did? What did? How did you feel? Like, all right. First of all, how did you find out who it was? Like, did you watch E3? Because you were moving in the middle of E3. No, I didn't have any E3 streams going on at all. Um, so yeah, I found out honestly through you. Through me? Oh, yeah. I didn't even, I am so sorry to spoil that. I didn't know you didn't know. I, like I gave you, it was probably a good week after E3 before I had said anything to you. I gave yeah. you ample amount of time to find out from like Twitter <laughs> or yeah. something oh. like that. Wait, I'm not. Too far off because who was the last one before Kazuya? Was it was it Sephiroth or was it um uh Pyramithra? Pyramithra was the last one. Okay. So yeah, Sephiroth was three of of this fighter's pass. Um okay. was the third character. Uh Pyramithra was the fourth, and then now our fifth is uh kazuya and then um we have one more because we have six characters this fighters pass the first one was only five this one's six that's right yeah because steve was also in this pack and um min 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 yeah min min was she was was the first one yep so it was Yeah, it was Min Min, then Steve, then Sephiroth, which is funny because Steve and Sephiroth being the second and third characters is the reverse of how the last Fighter's Pass went. Because the last Fighter's Pass, our second character was Hero, who's Square Enix, and our third character was Banjo, who's Microsoft. Well, this time, our second character was Steve, which is a Microsoft, and then Sephiroth as the third, which is Square Enix. <laughs> so oh. I thought that was funny how the Fighters Pass kind of mirrored each other that way. Well, I'd say, yeah, for sure, the 
Kazuya is a long time uh, expected then if he's going from Tekken, so. Oh, that's true. Um, you know, Bandai Namco is uh, the ones who produce Smash nowadays. Yeah. So, um, that and, yeah, we have almost every other fighting game franchise represented. Yeah, because they had Street Fighter, they had Tekken. Um, King of Fighters. King of Fighters, Last yeah. Fatal Fury, depending on... I mean, technically, Terry's in both, so he could he could count as both. Um, which kind of brings me to... I'm a little surprised that they picked Kazuya over... Um, over Yoshimitsu. Because had they done Yoshimitsu... Um, he's in both Tekken and Soul Calibur. Um, Well, is he one of the the more, like, fan favorites, or is he... Oh, he's a huge fan favorite, especially in Soul Calibur. I feel like in Soul Calibur, people are all about... Yoshimitsu, um, and and Boldo, I guess. Um, but really, uh, Yoshimitsu is a, a big one. Um, I don't know about Tekken. I think really the the faces of Tekken um, are really. I mean, Heiachi. Everybody thought for sure Heiachi was going to be in Smash. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jin, especially more modern well pretty much since tekken 3 so for most of tekken's history jen um and then king king is really like very distinctly tekken <laughs> like anybody and everybody who knows tekken knows who king is like king is a very distinct character he really stands out i feel like um i feel like tekken fans like know who king is so, um, I feel like um, I, I don't know. I don't know if they did that with King in the more recent Tekken games. If they gave him the flavor you were talking about that turned you off in Tekken Four, um, he might have been a too uh, flamboyant. Too colorful for him. I don't know. <laughs> well, the thing is, is actually I feel like they kind of did. But they almost went, they went a little further with it, but they went a little further with it kind of in a direction I prefer. Um, So, like, they went a little more into the wrestling side. So King has always been a character who, yeah, he wears a Jaguar mask, and yeah, everybody thinks he's the embodiment of a Jaguar god. But really his thing is, is he's a wrestler. Like Like a big personality, WWE, uh, Attitude Era wrestler. So, like, more modern interpretations of King, he has, like, a silk purple cape, <laughs> like, like draped over half of his body. So, like, he, he very much has, like, this wrestler that, like, at the beginning of matches, he throws off of himself and stuff like that. Like, he very much has that more wrestler flair. So it's a little less, um, what the heck is going on why is this dude who's kind of a badass and has a jaguar head wearing teal and more of oh yeah this is like his big wrestling character and like it's cool to have the flowy cape and be all like i'm the king (laughs) and you know so i feel like they took it kind of in that direction but almost in a better way i feel like as they as they went on, they got a little better. Like, Tekken 4 is really where they started, and it was off-putting. But it got better as it went on. And, um, I, like I said, I dropped the series at 4. But I actually, um, when I started college, there was this area of my college where it was just lined with these big projector screen TVs and everyone, and couches, and everyone would 
hook up video game systems and all that. And it was right by the food court. And just on the edge of the food court, um, there was a arcade cabinet of Tekken 5. And that's really what brought me back into Tekken because, um, yeah, I I got into 3. I played it. I, I think I probably played 2 more. But I got into 3, and I played And then I fell off. Pretty quickly, I fell off a 3. And then I fell off, and I kind of skipped over 4. Um, but then I found this. And this was probably around the time Tekken 6 was being released. But I didn't really even, like, Tekken was not on my radar at this time. But that arcade cabinet of five, and it was five Resurrection of Evil, it was, um, it was, like, the final version of five. Like, you know how, like, Street Fighter always has, like, Super Street Fighter and Street Fighter 2 Alpha and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, so Tekken has sort of their version of that, and that's what uh, Resurrection of Evil it was. It was sort of, um, or I'm sorry, Dark Res- Resurrection of Evil is uh, Doom. Excuse me, <laughs> uh, Dark Resurrection. Um, and so yeah, Tekken Five uh, Dark Resurrection was the arcade cabinet, and um, that sort of pulled me back in. I played that a lot, and then. I kind of missed six because, like I said, I was I was interested in that around the time six came about. But then seven happened, and uh, I I don't own it, but I uh, I've played it. I play it with people. I enjoy the game, um, and it kind of is more along the lines of what I want out of my Tekken game. So I'm actually excited for whatever their next one was, and uh, Kazuya and Smash. I mean I. I kind of hinted at it earlier, but we've had lots of conversations about who we want. And every time I say, I think they need another fighting game rep to round it out. And if I have my say, I kind of want it to be a Tekken character. And I would always say, it really kind of doesn't matter who, but I think Kazuya really does fit. Um, He uses the Mishima style which is the family that Heiachi, Kazuya, and Jin are from. They're all Mishimas. Um, and then Kazuya is the only one who uses the Mishima style and has the double gene. Because Jin has the double gene, but he's forsaken the Mishima style. He doesn't use it anymore. Um, and I know you didn't see his character presentation, um, but I think it's kind of cool how they implemented him. So what they're doing is uh you know i i mentioned earlier he has this double gene i don't do you have any sort of history with tekken (laughs) um i guess what is the double gene then (laughs) so essentially um these characters uh specifically Kazuya, as we find out in Tekken 7, Kazuya's mom, light spoilers for Tekken 7. Well, actually, heavy spoilers, because it's revealed at the end of the game. (laughs) Then then six years since the game came out, right? What's that? Then six years since the game came out, right? Tekken 7, 2015? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's spoilers for you at this point, that's... um, It's a little sad, yeah. That's fair. (laughs) That's fair. Um, but yeah, so Kazuya's mom, Kazumi, um, also had it, and so does uh, Kazuya's son, Jin. And what the double gene is, is it's it's almost like possession, like you're being possessed by a demon spirit, and it causes you to... In in the case of Kazuya, it's a full transformation. Jin, it's kind of more like a half transformation. Like you get demonic features, but you're not like fully transforming into a demon. Um, but for both Kazuya and Kazumi, his mother, uh, they like fully transform into like these demon forms. And they have the the demon form, at least at first, 
poor Kazuya. He later learns to control it, but at first, it's almost like an entirely separate personality known as, they call it Devil. Um, so at first, it, it's almost like a separate character. Like they, it, they completely separate the character out in the first two Tekkens. You could play as Kazuya or Devil. <laughs> So, like, they're totally separate characters um, at, at first. And it's a totally different personality. He acts different. It, it changes him completely. For Jin, it's a little different. It's a little more like a power within him. Um, it does kind of corrupt him and make him a little more aggressive. But it, it works a little differently for him. Um, but he still gets like demonic features. He sprouts black wings. Um, in a lot of the more recent versions, he gets horns, um, and kind of has a slightly more demonic appearance. So, but yeah, that's basically what the devil gene is. It's like, it's like a possession that, um, allows you to take on demonic features and somewhat corrupts you. So, um, so basically his devil form is all of his devil form moves are mapped to the B button. So all of his super moves use his devil form and then all of his regular moves, his a button moves if you know anything about Smash, you know there's really only two attack buttons, A and B. Yeah. For anybody who's not familiar, I, I know you, you're well aware because me and you have been playing Smash since 1999, the day the game came out. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Smash really only has two buttons. So um, Tekken generally... Is it's a little different than most fighting games. So most fighting games, you know, you have your high attacks, your low attacks, and uh, one button will be punch and one button will be kick. Well, in Tekken, you have a button for each limb. So you have a right arm punch, a left arm punch, a right leg kick, and a left leg kick. So each limb is mapped to a button. And so that way you have like infinite possibilities of combos. You could do like right punch, left kick, right kick, you know, left punch, one, two punch, you know, like you have infinite combo possibilities. Um, and then you have high, mid, and low. So depending on whether you're pressing um, up, non-directional or down depends on it, it'll be a different move then as well so how they implemented that is they mapped it to one button but it's instead of the normal for smash you know usually you have the four gate you have up down left right well for the a attacks you actually have an eight gate so it's up, down, left, right, and then up, right, up, left, down, right, and down, left. So it's matching a little bit more to the flavor of the, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. which I, which I thought was super neat. I'm like, oh, that's a good way to kind of, um, to, yeah, to kind of match that in and be able to, um essentially uh map in those different types of attacks and stuff um and it's really cool in his reveal trailer they showed that he has a 10 hit combo it's just a so like his regular jab you just tap it real fast 10 times and you automatically do a 10 hit combo all right and I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that's amazing. That's like such a fighting game way to 
implement something like that. <laughs> I'm like, I love it. I love it. Button mashing at its finest. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Basically. Um, and uh, it's super cool because at the end of his 10 hit combo, it's an unblockable hit. <laughs> so it like breaks it br- immediately breaks shields it's unblockable it it just it it punishes everything you can roll through it though but the trick is you have to roll before that final hit gets in yeah so you can so that, i mean imagine then you can inter- interrupt the combo to stop it to stop anyone from trying to get that final hit off so the combo, the 10 hit combo specifically, actually has super armor. It's got a weaker version of super armor. But basically, okay. basically, it doesn't interrupt, but it won't hit stun you until that final hit. So okay. without the hit stun, you can still move. So your your option is get out of the way or you're screwed. Gotcha. But you can easily, like I said, you can easily avoid it because there's no hit stun. So even if you get caught in the chain, you can just roll roll out of the chain or jump out of the chain or whatever you need to do. Yeah. So, and I think I think it's really interesting. You know, a lot of the fighting game characters. Um, I guess it's kind of obvious how they fix some of it, but um, you know, a lot of the fighting game characters' issues is. First of all, for, they're not really designed for like Smash is such a different fighting game than most fighting games and Tekken especially. Um, so like a lot of the fighting game characters, they're mostly designed on the ground. They don't have, I mean, they have decent recoveries, but they don't have the best recoveries. Well, obviously with the Devil Jane, Jane can pop out wings. I mean, uh, sorry, Kazuya can pop out wings, and. Uh, that's that's a great recovery in Smash. Well, if you know okay. anything about winged characters, yeah. So so he's got a great recovery, and they fixed the issue of like, oh well. Then the big thing is just knock him off. Just you know, send him flying in the air. He's not going to be very heavy, right? Nope, he's considered a heavy character. So he's going to fall a lot harder or fall faster. He does fall faster, but he has wings and it, he's kind of floaty because of it. Like a lot of his, like his up B is a little bit of a floaty move. A lot of his moves are, are floaty. Um, so that kind of helps, but he uh, doesn't get knocked up into the air very easily. Like you can't you can't juggle him and then send him off the screen <laughs> into the into the air. Like you could say someone like Kirby or Pikachu, you know, one of those lighter characters. Hmm. So yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's pretty cool how they fix some of the possible uh setbacks for him. Uh, he does seem pretty well balanced. Like he's not, he doesn't have a whole lot of attacks that work at a range. Um, and the one, the one that he does have, that's like super devastating. It, um, it's very easy to dodge. Like they showed him, he's got, so, you know, you not have an experience with tech and you probably don't know this big thing about, uh, devil when when Kazuya is in his double form, is he shoots this? He oh, ha, grows this third eye on his forehead, and he shoots this laser from it, and that's like one of his big moves. Um, so he his main ranged move is this laser, but it's super thin, so it's really easy to dodge, but it'll go across the entire screen. And you can you can angle it up or down or just shoot it straight. And it's out of his forehead and he's a little bit of a taller character. So like short characters that showed like characters like Olimar and Pikachu and Kirby and stuff, it'll go right over their heads. But you can also angle it down. But it'll hit the floor so it won't go as far. Okay. 
so that's kind of how they balanced him. And it's such a thin beam that you can like dodge it. So he was, you know, Sakurai's always got to play with like two controllers at the same time and show his skills. (laughs) He was, uh, he was playing against himself and, uh, kept, kept dodging the laser as he was shooting it. And so it's like, you can dodge it. So it's not OP, but uh, it's it's definitely a good way to give him a little bit of range and a little bit of zoning options. So, um, looks like it passes through multiple characters too, so you can hit. Uh, it does. It does. Yep, it passes through characters. Um. I'm pretty sure it only showed going through three characters, but I'm pretty sure he said up to like five characters it'll go through. Oh wow! Yeah, it just hits and, everybody yeah. in its path. And it will uh, um, reduce damage as it passes through or weaken. That's what yeah. It works. It'll weaken. Yep. Yep. It'll weaken. Yep. All right. Wow. So, so yeah, that's our uh, that's our latest Smash character, and we have one more, just one more final character for Smash. Sakurai confirmed it again during the uh, Mr. Sakurai presents Kazuya that this next character will be our last. So, uh, any, uh, any thoughts or speculation on who it could be or who um, you might want it to be? <laughs> I know there's a lot of people in the, uh, the fan base that really want like Sora or a master chief in there. And I really don't think it's going to happen. Um, I kind of, I kind of don't want at least not master. I feel like Sora, there'd be too many complications with Disney being. Yeah. Yeah. Partially think, having some rights to that. Yeah, I feel like I remember I don't, it was probably a rumor, but like that it had gotten out that they approached um, or asked about it. And, and, and Disney's the one that's holding it up that they were like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. So, and that would make a lot of sense to me. Um, And Master Chief, I just feel like he wouldn't fit. Like, I feel like they just barely made Snake fit in. And Master Chief is less. Right. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Goofy? <laughs> then Snake, like, like, if you've ever played a Metal Gear game, you know that Metal Gear games purposely kind of have this campy, corny, little bit of ridiculousness to them to kind of force you to suspend disbelief. That way you're kind of like, oh, yeah, sure, I see how this happens. This isn't really... It doesn't take itself too seriously. Whereas I feel like Halo doesn't have a lot of that. Halo is very much, it just is what it is. And it takes itself as seriously as what it is. And I so, would honestly want Doom Guy in before Master Chief anyways. I, I, know that I, feel, like, I feel like even Doom Guy is kind of a hard sell because once again, super serious. I mean, like, well, maybe not serious, but kind of like dark material. Yeah. Um, I I do agree. I definitely have way more of a history with Doom than I do Halo. Um, I played the first Doom, and I played the hell out of the first Doom. And ironically enough, it's uh, my dad's fault. I even ever learned about that game. <laughs> he introduced me to it, and I loved it. <laughs> Parenting at its finest. I know, right? <laughs> um, I can't even think of like for the final character who else I could bring in. Um, I feel like it's going to be another Nintendo-related character. I feel like it's not going to be another third party. Or, you like, don't think outside. they'd end? You don't think they'd end on like a super hype? crazy i mean this is the final character yeah 
I mean, you they, don't think they're going to end super hype? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look at the roster again. So this this one was that was a Nintendo character. I mean, there is one. There is one Nintendo character, like first party character, they could end on that would be super hype. But uh and and I don't want to play my hand too early, but this is kind of who I think it might be. Um because I kind of agree with you just because I actually feel like this character might be more hype than some of the third party picks. Oh, also, um I know you didn't get to see the uh breakdown for Kazuya, but um we got a Dante from Double May Cry me costume, so everybody's saying that D confirms Dante from Double yeah. May Cry. I, saw the, uh, the I first board. of all do not subscribe to any fan rules because at this point Sakurai showed us that rules don't mean shit. He's gonna do what he wants to do. Yeah. Like everybody said, we won't get a Tekken character because we have the Heiachi Mi costume in there. Well, we got a Tekken character. So it just means that you won't get that character, though. Like, I mean, you could still get. Not necessarily, because there are characters that are in Smash that have Mi costumes. Uh, which ones are those? Um... I might have to look it up. I don't remember exactly who. I might have to look it up. But. Like, I'm pretty sure there's a Samus me costume. Well, I mean, they can have, like. Or at least maybe just the helmet. Like, Samus's helmet. No, because they didn't do that for Ultimate. For Ultimate, they did full costumes for Mies. I don't think Mies have body parts like they used to in Smash 4. Maybe I'm wrong. I I don't play the Mies, so I don't really screw with the customization on them. So I don't know if it still works the way it did in Smash 4 or not. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a Kirby main. Uh, yeah, cause I see, I'm like, I'm going through the roster, like a lot of the helmets they have of the original or like the normal regular cast. Um, uh, I see Samus's helmet. So let's see if you can get Samus's costume. Scrolling, scrolling. Um, oh, shoot, that's right. She's going to be under Gunner. Gunner, there we go. Um, oh, I don't see... Well, they have Mega Man's body, but I don't see Samus's body for the Gunner. Oh, so Mega, Mega Man, though... I found it Samus's armor, yeah. So there you go. But I mean, so yeah. But that's I don't know. I feel like that's different because that's like the original one of the original characters from the beginning, not like Mega um, Man's not though. Yeah, Mega Man's not though. Um, like I just I just feel like these are arbitrary rules that the fandom has created just because it hasn't happened yet. But, like, yeah. just because it hasn't happened doesn't mean it can't happen. Uh, you know, um, it's the human condition to find patterns even when there aren't any. Yeah. Uh, you know, coincidences exist, and they're part of the world. So it could just be mere coincidence that he just hasn't happened to make one of those characters a lead character, which thank you, you sort of set me up 
entirely probably unintentionally for what I'm about to say. All right. So my hopes and dreams and prediction, write, write me down here. You can, you can uh, use this as my official prediction. We can, we can revisit, and you can call me out when I'm totally wrong and okay. say, say, you messed up. And that's okay. But, and I know this is a long shot, the one character that would be so hyped, because we were told, wouldn't happen, wouldn't happen, just like Ridley was too big to get into Smash, this character, too silly, wouldn't, no, 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 not going to happen, not going to happen. He's an assist trophy. So that's why everything you said just led us into it. Perfectly, because everyone says assist trophies deconfirm characters. I disagree. It just hasn't happened yet. Doesn't mean it won't. Doesn't mean it can't. No one ever said that. Waluigi. It's not for anything else for the memes. Okay? Yeah. Sakurai has been known to be a hardcore troller. He would Gladly, I mean, nowhere near the level of, say, a Hideo Kojima, but still pretty high level troller to the point where he would put him in there just for the memes. Just same with Ridley, just to say, oh, I know, I said I'd never do this. Ha ha, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Waluigi, <laughs> plus the hype, the hype behind that reveal. <laughs> I mean, I, I I could see that definitely simultaneously like pissing so many people off, but at the same time, also everyone be like, "Yes, exactly, exactly," and it would sell. It would sell. And and what are these companies here to do? Yeah, they're here yeah. to sell their games. They're here to sell their fighter passes. They're here to sell their extra content. Waluigi's gonna sell, bro, and. <laughs> And not only just because he's not in, not only just because I feel like he'd round out some of the stuff, and I have some other characters that I wish would have gotten in, which are a whole nother conversation. Um, but not even just for that, but because of what he could represent. First of all, I don't know if you know this, but there used to be a Mario dance game. I feel like I vaguely remember seeing like, that. Like within the realm of like DDR. Like a Mario style DDR game that had its own Mario DDR pad. <laughs> I could find I, I can see that for sure. The main antagonist of that game, Waluigi. <laughs> Waluigi would also represent all the Mario sports games, Mario Strikers, that's a huge one, uh, Mario Tennis Aces, the Super Rush Golf that just came out. That just happened, literally just happened the same week as this recording. Bank on the marketing. Right? So... There's that. And uh, I just I just feel like there would be so much potential for him. He could represent the Mario Kart games. He could represent all the sports games. He could represent everything. Gonna reunite everyone. Be the savior of Smash. Ah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, so that's, uh, that's how I feel about that. We all have dreams. We can all see it happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, that's... Uh, 
That's my prediction. I think it's going to be Waluigi. Yeah. Um, at least I think that'd be the most hype thing. I think the only other thing that would be even close to that would be Gino. Because he's another one everybody asks for. Yeah, and they gave him a costume for the me. Right, right, a me costume. Even though I don't believe in that theory. Um, however, what would be really cool is if this whole thing's a hoax and we actually get two final characters and it's Gino and Waluigi. <laughs> How hype of an end would that be? I would certainly, it would, yeah, no, it would totally blow people's minds and expectations for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, that would, that would be the way to go. That would be the way to do it. For sure. For sure. I think whoever it is, it's certainly not going to be like, um, a newer character from the last decade of gaming. That's fair. I think that's a safe, safe thing to say for sure. I think that's pretty fair. I definitely, I definitely think that's fair. For sure. For sure. Um, I don't, I don't really disagree with that. So, all right. Well, I think that's uh, that's about a good place to wrap. So, thank you for joining me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, and uh, I will uh, see all you guys the next time.